Uh, hello and welcome to this uh, special edition of the podcast. I am not blimp and I'm joined by Tenny and we're doing a year in review on Oscar Enix and looking ahead to 2018. Hello, Tenny. Hi, what's your name again? I, I haven't <laughs> been around for a while, but I think my name is Carly. Carly? Carly. Carly. It kind of rings a bell. I'm sure. Maybe. What <laughs> happens when you're away for, for three wonderful months? Yeah, but it's alright. You're back now. Hopefully. And we can be whole again. <laughs> yeah. So, what we're going to do is we're going to talk of some of the... Uh, news and stories from Final Fantasy and Score Enix in general from the past year that's about to end and then we're gonna look ahead to what we're gonna think is gonna happen in 2018 which probably won't because Score Enix just does their own weird stuff <laughs> their own weird stuff huh yeah like you expect them to like show footage of uh Kingdom Hearts at E3 they don't do that they don't show up uh PlayStation experience they don't show anywhere and that game is supposedly coming out <laughs> next year. So actually, well, they can't start building the hype train too soon. Except the hype train was already built since probably 2013 when they showed the first teaser trailer. I suppose. They have a serious issue with that because they show you like a teaser trailer for something that they haven't actually made. And then they just like go into this circle of development hell, and then now we're five years later, and it's supposed to come out maybe in 2018. <laughs> well, at least it hasn't been in development as long as 15 was. Well, if we, if we look at it <laughs> from the sense that it was officially revealed in 2013, sure. But keep in mind that Kingdom Hearts 2 came out a long ass time ago. True. And between all that, they just been making spin off with weird ass mix up numbers and letters that don't make any sense and just confusing the uh, plot line and all that stuff. So. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Kingdom Hearts did get a little messy, I will, I will admit that. More than a little messy. <laughs> and it's like, stop being like, because it started as a, as a Final Fantasy Disney spin off, and now it's like just you have more new characters than you have Disney characters. And in fact, they said themselves that they will have less Disney roles in this new Kingdom Hearts game. I actually don't mind that because I always thought that one of Kingdom Hearts's biggest weaknesses was sticking to us a lot of what happened in the Disney worlds like and a, a lot of the worlds did make it feel like they're just forcing you to play through the plot of the movie and I never really enjoyed that I wish that we could do something other than the plot of the movie well, you can just with those characters in that world yeah, you can have that but still like use the world for it mm -hmm. so but I I don't know. See, here's the thing about that is that I always caught the impression that it was Disney that made them go that route. I could be wrong about that, but having like 
new worlds that aren't Disney that Square Enix can do whatever they want in. I'm totally okay with that. Just give me something completely new and original. Like, and throw in a couple of Disney Final Fantasy characters. Like a Toy Story world that we saw in the last year actually, they made. That, that could be good because um, I like that they're going into like more Pixar, but... I think that was like really a foregone conclusion because Toy Story is super popular. And then you have like movies from Big Hero 6, which totally makes sense to put in the game. I was thinking like Record Rolf, but then I remember Record Rolf is not a Pixar movie, which is weird because it looks like a Pixar movie. Mm-hmm. And that no, was like it's Disney, for just like Tangled and just like Tangled and Frozen. Yeah. But they say that the game is coming out in 2018. The problem is their track record doesn't exactly make their prediction trustworthy. That's true. That's true. We could get like three within three months of the release date and suddenly it's delayed a couple months. But we've waited this long. We can make it through to the rest, right? Yeah. It'll be fine. It's not like I want to really very badly play this game or anything. Yeah. I think it'll be fun. I have a cousin who is super, super obsessed with Kingdom Hearts, so I think that he'll be pretty stoked when this finally comes out. So will a lot of us. So, <laughs> in other games that have been not having the most fun development cycle, we have Final Fantasy VII Remake! <laughs> Which... <laughs> I'm not like the, the the funny thing is obviously I'm not the the biggest I wouldn't say fan more like person who's like been into Final Fantasy VII because I never finished it but this is just ridiculous yeah even though this is a Final Fantasy VII website <laughs> and by extension podcast I blame you you're the <laughs> one who brought me to the forum so it's your fault. You also one that has never finished Final Fantasy VII. I didn't. I met. I met you on another Final Fantasy VII themed forum. I didn't know that you didn't actually play the game. So see, you should have like <laughs> found that out before you brought me to TLS. I mean, I just kind of assumed that people who post on Final Fantasy VII's play Final Fantasy VII. Seven forums would play Final Fantasy VII. I'm and joking. <laughs> so like, but. <laughs> So we have with Final Fantasy VII Remake, I think they saw the cycle, the best that they did with Versus, and they said, we can't make this worse. <laughs> well, I think a lot of it is, it sounds like they, um, they made it all in-house instead of outsourcing part of it, so that might have slowed them down a bit. Um... But I guess outside of that, I really don't know why it's been so long. It's been like two years since the last time we got any sort of um, update from them, which seems really odd. But I think part of the problem, and it seems to me that they made the same problem that they did with Persons. They showed a trailer for a game that they haven't actually started really making. 
And well, when they showed us that first trailer, they that hadn't it been already been in development for like a year and a half or something, or six months or something by that point. They said like they claimed that it yeah they claimed that it had been in production for a long time already. So I'm not really quite sure what happened. I think from the news articles they came out when they said they moved the development in-house, I think they just scrapped the whole thing that the other company was doing, and they did just, like, starting over again on themselves. Maybe. That's... I kind of hope that's not the case, because I thought they had a lot of good stuff going, but... I guess... Who knows? <laughs> Maybe it won't be in... Maybe it won't be in installments anymore. Maybe it'll just be one big game. Yeah, that's the other thing. That's interesting because now that the is moving in house, if that if the whole episode thing is gonna remain, or are they just gonna do the whole game in one go? I'm not really quite sure which I prefer. I part of me kind of feels like I kind of feel like they don't need to make this game as big as what they're trying to make it. I would be fine if they did something on the level of Final Fantasy twelve, you know, just like it still looks really great, but it's smaller in scale than c- games on the current like current gen games. So they could maybe make it more closer to the feel of the original, or even if they didn't even have to go twelve, I would be happy with something like akin to like Final Fantasy nine, um. That kind of a setup, but obviously with like current gen type graphics. But I don't need, um, I don't need another Final Fantasy fifteen just with seven story and cast. But I think, but I kind of feel like that's where Square Enix is going with it. And I wonder if it, they're getting kind of breaking off more, taking off more, they can biting off more than they can chew. So I hope that that isn't the case. But I kind of feel like a lot of fans would be happy with something not quite this big as long as you have the quality story quality characters um and i also kind of feel like trying to make it so big could potentially kind of ruin parts of it because the game was never made for that and um in the first place yeah so i'm not sure what kind of changes they're gonna have to make to make that all work I mean, what they should do is do open areas, and, but not open worlds, because the, the game, like you said, is not made for open worlds. That's not what, what that that doesn't serve the story in any way. But like, mm-hmm. if you have an open areas, like in Midgar and all that stuff, then it gives you a chance to explore the area. But it doesn't. You're not like lost in the whole thing, and you can keep the story moving. I think they're screwed either way. Like remaking a game like Final Fantasy VII, which is extremely influential and famous game, it's almost impossible for them to please everyone. Mm-hmm. So, I'm I'm not sure. Like looking back at it, if actually like because this has been going on for years with fans wanting a remake of the game if it was the right idea to actually do it, or at least do it now, when they, they announced this game when they had Final Fantasy uh, 15 versus 
which it was at the time in development when they had Kingdom Hearts 3 in development. And then they announced they were doing Final Fantasy VII Remake, which I think it's like taking a lot on. I think that's, yeah, because I, I think that that is one thing that Square Enix keeps doing and shooting themselves in the foot with, especially if you want to have Nomura in charge of all of these projects. He's just one guy. Like, that's, you're stretching him pretty thin. Like, he should be, wor- he should be just complete, he should be worrying about Kingdom Hearts 3 and nothing else. Yeah. And not the remake at all. Um, and that might be that could be a big reason why the remake is taking so long. Maybe they had to maybe they had to stop and be like, "Oops, we gotta work finish third or finish Kingdom Hearts three first. Um, and then you also think about versus thirteen. Like if they hadn't done like a million Kingdom Hearts spinoffs, could that versus thirteen as Numura originally wanted it to be, could that have come to fruition instead of just making him do all these? You'll be working on all these spin-off titles going in every which way. To me, it would do them well to bring new blood to their company, so they just don't have the same people doing every day. Yeah. Because not That's only sure. yeah, not only does that delay games, it it makes the game rep- all all their their games repetitive because it's the same idea, sort of. Mm-hmm. Maybe they'll give Kingdom Hearts 3 to Tabata. <laughs> oh, God, no. Be like, here, Tabata, get this out the door. Like, <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, because, you know, I don't like, don't, I, I don't hate 15, but I don't like it. It's, I thought mm-hmm. it was just... The, the only reason... That I think this game is in any way memorable is because of, of the development hell that it was, and because it was just three verses. If you take Final Fantasy out of it and you take the whole mess out of it, it would just be a completely forgettable game. Maybe, but I, I think that they, they did they struck a chord with the Chocobros because the four of them are really great together and they people are obsessed with them especially all like the little yaoi fangirls are having a field day with this game a year later still I think that even if it wasn't Final Fantasy it might have potentially still been a pretty big deal just <laughs> for them the four of them it would have it <laughs> would have had like a dedicated following but it would have been more of a cult mm-hmm. following not the mainstream game that it was. Kind of like a Persona f- level type of a following. Yeah, but like, especially now with Persona 5, it really started selling a lot more um, for Western mm-hmm. audiences. And we had this discussion last year that uh, Square Enix kind of decided to like, get away from the release day of Persona 5 because they didn't want to compete with Day in Japan. That was the right idea. Yeah. So, Persona 5 is amazing. But I haven't played it yet. You should. I've not played. I have not played much this past year because I've had way too much going on. But with uh, Tamata, the thing is, like, he was screwed from the beginning because he got dropped into this mess and basically tried to fix it. And 
credit to him, he did manage to get a game out there, even though if the second half was just like things bashed together from different ideas and then just like let's just get the game out there. The Stella Luna thing that's always gonna be a huge problem for me. Because he did <laughs> he did not handle that well at all. It always made me feel like I was kind of confused me because I felt like they could have just kept Luna named Stella, and it would have been fine. But that it, it just changed the whole character, so yeah, keeping the name that wouldn't have made any difference. Mm-hmm. It's better that he changed the name because it, it just wasn't the same character. That's true. So we. Um, the titles that are actually out there and doing good, we have Final Fantasy XIV, which this year hit 10 million registered users, and Stormblood was released, which was great. The problems in the first few days, it was almost impossible. You had to wait hours to get it in the game because of the queues. Then when the housing came out, that was a nightmare. And I think you guys probably talked about this in the last podcast. Yeah. Um... Lex and Flint managed to get a really primo real estate for for the TLS free company. I'll credit to Flint. He managed to get in there and managed to buy the house. The problem is the way that Square Enix set it up. You have people managing to get in the game and individual players managing to buy plots. Like even if they were on a free company, you had the their free company house and then they could buy their own houses before all the free companies managed to get in the game and get a plot for their free company and that's just kind of bullshit yeah it's kind of too bad there's like not enough houses for everyone like you'd think that there'd be some way they could i don't know fix that or something but it's not it's not really there are there aren't enough houses is then it's like housing in the new section of the game that everyone wanted to get in because those that can't get in there then they have to either if they had a house on the old sections mess or stuff but if they didn't but then now you have to use a plot over there but what people wanted was to get into the section of the game because sheer game is absolutely beautiful when you eventually get to that point you're gonna see what i mean it's like the design uh is very uh it's very different from anything you see on the other cities that you get in the game before all that. Mm-hmm. So it's very cool. And we okay. we had on Mist, our former house, which is a normal house, now we have a mansion. That's nice. I know, I haven't been able to go look at it yet. I don't know if, even know if I can, because I'm still technically on the free trial. Uh, you you can't get. I don't know if you can view the the actual house, but at least the actual cities on the session because you you're off in the beginning of the game. Those actual areas aren't accessible to you yet. Yeah, I'll get there maybe one day. We'll get you playing. We did that with everyone. Like, Else maybe I'll just ditch. Maybe I'll just ditch fourteen and go back to WoW. <laughs> I'm kidding. Kind of like the opposite of what we want you to do right now. I know. I'm joking. I'm joking. I probably won't go back to WoW 
Even though sometimes it does call to me. <laughs> it calls to you. <laughs> a little bit of welcome for you. It, it, it hasn't been alive this long because it's not addictive. <laughs> that is true. It's. Yeah, I was pretty into it back in the day. Um, but 14 is. And I've had fun with 14 so far. I mean, the graphics are a lot better. I enjoy my character, so... What are you playing as? I'll have to see. Um, a Thermata something something. How do you pronounce that? Thermata? See, uh, Black Mage, essentially. Okay. See, the problem is I'm already not an expert on anything outside of my class, which is... Pugilist monk, and I'm not an expert on that area either. So it's not a. I don't remember as many of the other star classes. So yeah. What's interesting is that I. I mean, with the original fourteen, that game was disastrous, and then you had like Final Fantasy fourteen, Everyone Reborn. Which was decent, but not very good, and you're gonna notice that when you're playing it. Like, the story's super boring. Mm -hmm. And at some point when you're, like, at least halfway through or finishing it, you're already gonna forgot forgotten what happened before that. Didn't happen to me yeah. at the time. I would get to, like, events, and people were, like, mentioning stuff that happened before, and I had no recollection of that whatsoever. But, like, mm -hmm. the first expansion, Heaven's Word, is really, really good, and so is Stormblood. And I mentioned before in other podcasts, I wish the main Final Fantasy games would have storylines like the ones that we saw in Heavensford and Stormblood. I think that would be really interesting. And we would get to see stuff that we haven't seen all the time before in Final Fantasy games. <laughs> because it's like a different, it's a different staff, right? Like, are they... Who on fourteen has worked on other Final Fantasies before? I'm assuming there has to be some like some of the people there that worked on other Final Fantasies. But I mean, I guess as far as like maybe people who are in charge, I have no like, idea. From a story, I, have to, I haven't even looked at the credits. This is terrible. Well, I know that there's a few. There's a few. You know, there's a few songs that are reused, so maybe. You know, composers or whatever, but <laughs> but the the word I was like, trying to pronounce was thaumaturgus. 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 How do you? I don't even know how you pronounce that. T h a u m a t u r g e s. That's my character on fourteen. So she's essentially a black mage. <laughs> I'm very bad at remembering any of that stuff. Oh, there's a YouTube video on how to pronounce it. <laughs> I can imagine because it sounds like a mouthful. Thaumaturge. I was close. Thaumaturge. Thaumaturge. This is weird. Interesting. Thaumaturge. Alright, so I'm a thaumaturge. Anyway. <laughs> I know that we got that out of the way. Uh, the other major event that happened was the Zodiac Age came out. Unfortunately, Liv is not here to geek out over her favorite Final Fantasy game. Oh. 
but the game was released to critical acclaim, and last month it had sold over 1 million copies, which is good because that game is amazing. I do love 12, and I have always felt like 12, back in the day, used to get so much hate for no reason. And I'm like, okay, okay, I can't, I guess I can't say that it's my absolute favorite Final Fantasy or video game ever, but it's pretty good. Like, I never understood why everybody hated it so much, but I feel like all of that hate and resentment has somehow just melted away and people are now embracing how amazing 12 truly is. It's like, I've told you all this time. It's pretty good. You you finished the Zodiac Age, haven't you? I have to admit I have not finished Zodiac Age. I've finished it. I've I've played into it I think a fair ways. Maybe. Um I've just been I've been so busy with school and everything, I have not really played a lot of video games this year. Just in general. Makes it feel any better. I don't even own it yet. I was trying to buy it a few months ago, but then the hurricane happened and just like threw off my plan. Uh, if it gives me any bonus points, I did buy it for someone else as a gift. They hadn't played Final Fantasy XII before. I know. So, but and that really, TLS. Um, yeah, Secret Santa thing. I really do want to play it. Yeah, I really want to play it because that was like the first Final Fantasy game I actually finished. And it really didn't. Like, I didn't love it at first. Didn't Wasn't really taken with the story. And then I grew up a few years later when I got, I was a little bit older. I was like, ah, no, actually, this game is really, really good. Yeah, I kind of had, not anywhere near the same journey, I guess, but I kind of had a somewhat similar experience in that I remember the first time I started playing it, I wasn't sure how I felt about it. It felt so different. And I wasn't sure if I was, like, being drawn to the characters and the story that much. But I got all the way to Mount Burr-Omisais. And my memory card that I had, like, something happened to it. And it got, there. it had an error and I lost all my saves. Oh, that's brutal. I, I was, like, for, I think I was, like, 30-some, almost 40 hours into 12 by the time you get to that point in the game. And I lost everything. And I was so pissed. And I think I didn't play it for like six months at least, if not longer, because I was just so mad. I, I can, and then I I can just, understand that. <laughs> and then just one day I decided, let's try this again. Because it wasn't a terrible game. Let's just, you know, see what ha- what how it goes. And then I felt like my second time going through all of that stuff, I liked it a lot more. I enjoyed it a lot more than I did the first time. Maybe I was catching things that I didn't catch before. I'm not sure, but I just, I really, really enjoyed it. And I think I even explored a little bit more in areas because I remember like, well, I've already been here before and now let's go check this stuff out. Um, and so that, I really, really got into it. And then I got to Mount Baromi say, so I was crossing my fingers like, please, memory card, do not die on me. <laughs> and I actually think that I actually made saves on like two different memory cards, if my memory serves me. 
because I was like, I don't trust you anymore. So maybe I should, try, you know, save it on multiple safe yeah. memory cards. So I did. And luckily I made it through the game. It did not die on me. And so we were, I eventually beat it and I really enjoyed it. And then every time you want to go online and say, oh, I love 12. Then you got all the hate. <laughs> like, sorry for enjoying a game. But I'm glad that Zodiac Age is doing so well. I remember when when the 10 remaster came out a few years ago. And they're saying, hey, if this does well, we might think about doing a 12 remaster. I'm like, everyone buy 10, so they'll do 12, please. I mean, everyone buy 10 anyways, because 10, I think, 10 is the one that kind of does hold a special place in my heart. So I'm like, everybody should play that, but i like, we need 12 too. So I'm glad we got both. And we also had Final Fantasy IX coming on the PS4. I saw that. That's already out. It just kind of like they didn't, there's no hype, no hype build up. They just were talking about it and they're like, oh yeah, by the way, it's already there. So it was like a stealth, it was a stealth drop. I mean, I'm guessing the part that partially there's no hype because it's not, it's not a remaster, it's just a port to the PS4. It's a port of the, the the mobile version, the iPhone, isn't it? The it's, iOS version? It's either that or the PC version. I really don't know. I thought someone told me that it was a port of like the iOS version. If it does, because it has like, good. yeah, because it's like it has the nicer graphics, but the controls are kind of wonky. It's a terrible idea just porting a mobile, the mobile version to a PS4. Yeah, I'm not sure, but I might go buy it and play it because I have been wanting to replay Nine. I haven't played that one. That's like one that I have. I played it a long time ago and haven't picked it up again since, and I need to. At least once. <laughs> so, looking ahead to 2018, Spartan Exiles, the uh, Final Fantasy 15, will be coming out on PC. Which would be good, say, for someone like Flint, who doesn't own a PS4 and hasn't played Final Fantasy XV. Then maybe he'll get a chance to play it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe he'll enjoy it, maybe he won't. Because <laughs> when he saw me playing, like, the beginning of the game, when it came out, I wasn't really taken with it. He wasn't or you weren't? Neither of us. Neither of us were. <laughs> well, I guess we'll see. As So long as um, the PC version doesn't have a bajillion issues. Like was what seems to happen sometimes. Because <laughs> when you like, don't port those games right from console to PC, so it usually happens. Mm-hmm. Or do you send like the actual porting part of it to another company that it's not really doesn't be it's, it's not familiar with how to port the game and then you have a disaster. Yeah, 
But I think it'll be kind of hilarious to see how people mod Final Fantasy fifteen. That is like the most interesting thing about that because that would be hilarious. Just imagine like someone saying pointing like the original look from ah Prompto from Final Fantasy Versus. Like because a lot of people really prefer the original look to the look that he had in Final Fantasy fifteen. So that would be really interesting. Oh really? I know that there's um I've always felt that fifteen for a game that lets you switch your character's outfits, they don't give you enough outfits and they give like all all of the best ones to Noctis and like not to the other guys. Like the Mariachi outfit, the carnival outfit, he's got the best assassin outfit, he's got the cup noodle hat, which should have been Gladio's. Like, why would you give the cup noodle hat to Noctis? It clearly... The protagonists always get the best stuff. But they should, like, at least give versions to all the other characters, too. Because mm. then you want to, like, run around at something funny and you realize, well, the main... Only one character has all the good, funny stuff and everybody else is just blah. That's no fun. <laughs> but that's just me. <laughs> Probably the only one who cares about dressing up my characters. Um... No, I when I play the game, I change the outfits to the like kind of weird looking trucker kind of outfit. Those didn't really fit with the game at all, and I left that outfit the whole game. And I was arguing, he's like, Carly, that's just horrible. Why do you have that outfit? I'm like, on the really serious scene, it's like, it's hilarious this way. Yeah, I know when I first got the like the, the hazmat suits. Or what the thermal suits? I put those on and had them on for quite a long time. I took a good bajillion screenshots. Yeah, and was spamming at my Facebook feed with like snapshots of these people in thermal suits. If you can do that kind of stuff, why wouldn't you? It just makes the whole thing hilarious. (laughs) Exactly. But unfortunately, Noctis gets all the really, really good stuff. So, hopefully with a PC port, the modders will fix that. Hint, hint. Mod community. Please, make this wish come true for Kenny. Please. (laughs) Not that I'll ever be playing the PC port. I don't have a computer that can probably handle that kind of stuff. You should get one. That's probably not going to happen anytime soon. Unless I... Get like a sugar daddy or something to buy all my stuff for me. <laughs> Just kidding. Do you think we're going to have any serious new stuff on Final Fantasy VII Remake on 2018? We've got to. We've got to. I can't imagine they're going to go another full year with saying nothing. To be fair, um, that's the same thing we said about 2017. We got nothing in 2017. I mean, God, that is a good point. (laughs) But it's been two years since our last video, and um, there was like some screenshots that came out. I can't remember when that was now. That might have been like a year ago, too. I think it was at the beginning of, of this year. Yeah, so. There's got to be something, because I can't imagine, especially because if 
if the 7 remake had already been in production for a year and a half, could they really have chucked everything out the window when they brought it all in-house? They've got to have... They had to have kept something. Like, they've... They need to have something to show for it, even if they don't need... Like, not necessarily a video, but show us some more screenshots. Maybe show us what the rest of the cast looks like. Because they've got to have at least that ready to go, right? Correct me if I'm wrong. We haven't seen anything of Tifa, Aerith. Um, Tifa, Aerith, Red 13, Sid, Vincent, Yuffie. So basically um, the whole party. We haven't seen Rufus. We haven't seen the Turks. We um, haven't seen President Shinra. We haven't seen Sephiroth. We haven't even, yeah, we don't even know what Sephiroth's going to look like in the remake. Probably like he does in Advent Children Complete or Dissidia. But, you know, we haven't even seen the remake Sephiroth. And more importantly, so eventually. We haven't seen Don Corneo. We haven't seen Don Corneo. We haven't seen. Um, we haven't seen Mookie. <laughs> that's, that's like the most important character. I need day. to see Mookie. Uh, we haven't seen Johnny. We have not. I don't know. I don't know. I don't expect to see Johnny um, anytime soon. Um, although I've always kind of hoped that they would maybe beef up Johnny's role in the game because he does kind of sound like he's he was very much in the background of very important events um, that took place before the game. Um, maybe not it's very, very important, but he has ties to like Cloud that are never explored. <laughs> So I'd like to see Johnny beefed up a little bit more. Um, there's just so much we haven't been shown. Like we haven't been, we haven't seen any location outside of Midgar yet. Um, are we? How many towns are going to be available in the first installment? If it's in in installments, are you going to be able to explore Calm? Are you going to be able to explore like the the barren wasteland area that surrounds Midgar? Um, are we going to see the, like how much of the slums? Because we haven't seen, we haven't really seen anything of the slums yet. It was all like on the top of the plate, I think. Yeah, I think that there's a, there's a lot that they can show us that they've got to have something ready. Guess we're gonna see. I don't know. I like to try to be optimistic. I know that you aren't always optimistic. <laughs> I'm more like, don't <laughs> expect the worst and then be surprised if they actually do something good. It's, it's not that I'm even pessimistic. It's just realist. I'm, I'm a realist. Like, they don't, they don't have a good track record, so there's, there's nothing for me to expect that they're going to do the right thing. Because every single year, you, you see, like, oh, they should do this, and then they do something really stupid instead. So, I mean, I like to try to think that maybe Square is trying to learn a lesson because I feel like as much as Tabata gets flack for stories in his games not always being the greatest I do think that's not always entirely his fault I think that he mm -hmm. is but he's more about probably having a more direct vision in order to get things done instead of just dilly dallying for like 10 years so I I would like to see 
like not him take over, but maybe if maybe Tabata could at least be involved as a driving force behind all the other creative people to kind of get them to get their butts moving. <laughs> I don't know what's gonna happen with them, honestly. It seems like they take two step forward and then they take like ten back. <laughs> Well, we'll we'll see. I'm I'm trying to give them the benefit of the doubt that maybe things aren't as bad as people want to say they are. So, I say that yes, I'm going to be optimistic. We will get something on the remake sometime in 2018. Maybe it won't come until next December, but it'll still be 2018 and I will be right. Is Kingdom Hearts actually going to come out in 2018? That I don't know. I mean, I'd like to think it would be just because we got to get, you know, Nomura more focused on just one thing. So the sooner Kingdom Hearts 3 comes out, the sooner he'll be able to focus strictly on the remake. Uh, And, you know, we've seen from everything that we've seen of 3, it looks like they've, you know, it looks pretty impressive. So they've got to be pretty close to done with it so I would like to say that yes Kingdom Hearts 3 will come out in 2018 that'll be the end of the Kingdom Hearts series be done put a cap on it yeah probably not stick a fork in it too much money in that series just we're gonna end it boom it's over on to the remake um I will say, and then don't put Numura on any more projects until the remake is done. <laughs> we might be ten years for now. I will say for Kingdom Hearts three, probably a September to November release date. Yeah, probably that probably would be a good release t- a release time. Um, I kind of feel like yeah, I kind of. I don't even know what I was trying to say there. I kind of feel like it seems it seems like a good time of year to release a Final Fantasy game, um, if that makes sense. <laughs> Maybe not necessarily November. November is usually like really packed time. And, and admittedly, Kingdom Hearts three is a major title, but then it, that game has to be really good if you wanted to compete in November. That's true. The other thing that we have is not really a Square Enix thing, is the fan uh, events that have been made since last year. Kupokan that we went in January. Uh-huh. I'm going to the one in February in London, and we're both going to the one in, in Vancouver in April. For people that have yes. people that haven't gone and are on the fence about it, they're really fun experience to hang around around with a lot of Final Fantasy fans. Yeah. And it's a little different for us because we had each other already. So we end up going as usually very large groups. And yeah, I think it's really great though because I know that I've never really been a huge con goer in the past because I've never really had people to go to cons too. And now I'm at a point in my life where, hey, I can actually maybe afford to get a ticket to go to these things and fly somewhere. Um, it's it's really nice to suddenly like meet up with people that maybe I've been talking with for 
years, maybe like, you know, before January, the majority of us had like never met face to face, but we'd been talking like online for years. So it's like, I already knew everybody. We, we, you and me, I've known you for eight years now and we only met in January. Yeah. (laughs) God, has it been that long? Yeah, what have I what have I done with my life I'm getting old but anyway <laughs> but like it's like very different from regular cons it's it's really it's like a fan event mm-hmm. you have a bunch of activities you have like the, for me the evening event is the most fun because then yeah. the, everyone's just like relaxed and like loose and they're drinking and it's just like everyone having fun and all that stuff. I think there could have been more drinking in in Newark. Yeah, <laughs> I feel we... like when I was trying to go get, I had like one drink and then when I went back for my second one, they were like closing down. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, New Jersey's not a very fun place. <laughs> It was like the first Kublacon. They were like trying a bunch of stuff, and then when they did the other one, they had to do the evening event uh, much more active. Or was much mm-hmm. more lucky. I think the active one is a way better idea because it's the evening event. You want to have fun, you want to drink. They don't really want to be mm-hmm. low key about it. And I think that so far, they, they, in the Toronto one, they also did the very active evening event. So I hope they stay that way. But for like anyone that's like have heard a Kublacon and hasn't gone and maybe they're thinking of going, we can tell you from experience, they're a really fun thing to do. And if you want to hang out I... with us, we're going to be, some of us are going to be at the London one and some of us are going to be at the Vancouver one. Mm-hmm. I definitely Vancouver because I... Unfortunately, don't know if I could afford to get myself to Europe, but I can definitely think I can do Canada. Canada's doable. For say because you really love Minnesota, and that's close. Well, Minnesota's not close to Vancouver. I mean, I've driven I've driven to Winnipeg before, but that's still like a long way from Vancouver. You're a lot closer than I am. That's true. <laughs> That's very true. Um, I probably would take me like a, like two, like a couple days to drive to Vancouver if I wanted to. But I'm gonna fly into Seattle. Um, probably stay with a friend for a few days. And take a train up to Vancouver. Which Vancouver I'm so excited about because it's a city I've always wanted to visit. Yeah. Because it just looks it looks gorgeous in photos, and I'm like, I just want to go there. I don't know what I want to do there. I just want to go there. And now I get a chance to go because there's a Kubocon. It's going to be so much fun. Mm-hmm. We're going to get into so many crazy stuff. <laughs> That's going to be the best. Make all the memories. What happens in Vancouver stays in Vancouver. It's, it's, it's not going to have so many <laughs> yeah, Let's get stuff. real. Everyone's going to know. It's going to be all over the forums. Yeah. <laughs> and with that, we should probably just end the podcast here. So, so we will be back in January with a regular, regular podcast and Flint and his British voice is going to be back as our host. So we will see you again in January. 
and Happy New Year. And yes, Happy New Year, everyone. And I hope you have a good 2018 because we need a good year after 2016 and 2017. <laughs> yeah. Goodbye. Yep. Take care and always protect the crystal. You have to end it that way. It's tradition now. <laughs>